What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's Monday, May 31st. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. The coronavirus lab leak theory got extra attention last week as we found out that three researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology got sick in November of 2019, and they sought medical treatment at a hospital. Their symptoms were consistent with COVID and common seasonal illnesses. Also being talked about was an abandoned Chinese mine where people got sick after clearing bat guano. Scientists from the Wuhan Institute took samples and found several new coronaviruses in 2012. Ken Delanian, national security correspondent at NBC News, joins us for why calls to investigate the coronavirus origins have intensified. Thanks for joining us, Ken. Great to be with you. I want to talk about the latest uh, that we're hearing on the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. For a long time, we had been hearing the prevailing theory of how the virus originated, came from bats, transferred to another animal, hopped on over to humans. But uh, there had always been this uh, theory that the virus might have leaked from a lab there in Wuhan, China. That's getting a little more play right now. We've seen a lot of things walked back from the Chinese government. We just saw a U.S. intelligence report that identified three researchers at this Wuhan lab who sought treatment at a hospital after falling ill in November of 2019, symptoms that were similar to those that have COVID-19. So, Ken, help us walk through some of what we're hearing now. You know, I think you, you set it up really well by saying that it's getting more play now, because actually the facts on the ground have not changed much. But what, what's happened is, you know, you had the Trump administration, uh, the China bashing, you know, hot 
rhetoric Trump administration saying a lot of this stuff and it was discounted. It was often in many circles, it was discounted. But in fact, right from the beginning, my U.S. intelligence sources were very skeptical about the origins of this because they said to themselves, look, these coronaviruses come from bats that generally are in caves a thousand miles from Wuhan. But somehow this virus first arose in, in the human population in Wuhan, which just happens to be the center of biological research in China and just happens to be uh, the location of the only sort of high level lab where they're doing that, you know, really, uh, you know, high end research where they wear the you know crazy suits that we've seen in the movies. And so uh, that's the circumstantial case. Right. And then they saw that China was covering up, was obfuscating. And then when they asked for, uh, data and, and information about what was going on in the lab, um, they weren't getting it. And so now a lot of scientists initially discounted the notion that there could have been an, and we're, by the way, we're talking about an accidental release from the lab. No serious authority that I know alleges that this was somehow a bioweapon. The, the prevailing theory is that they were studying coronaviruses in this lab and that, you know, somebody may have gotten infected or some, in, in some way the virus escaped and got into the human population. Initially, the woman who runs the lab said, we're not working on, we weren't working on any coronavirus similar to COVID-19. And she also said that nobody from her lab got sick. Well, now we have this U.S. intelligence report that the Wall Street Journal first uh, reported on and that we, we have confirmed that the U.S. government has identified through uh, another foreign intelligence service, we're told, three researchers at the lab who sought hospital treatment for what is described as COVID-like symptoms, pneumonia-like symptoms. Now, we don't believe the U.S. government knows whether that was COVID, but what's interesting about it is, if it's true, it contradicts what the head of that Wuhan Institute of Virology um, said. So it raises questions about her credibility. Um, it's, so it's obviously not a smoking gun. It's one piece right. of circumstantial evidence. Then there's other pieces. There's you know, the State Department put out a fact sheet in, in January. It was the Trump administration on the way out the door, so it didn't get as much attention. But it also alleged that uh, the Chinese military was doing secret experiments at that lab, which the, the lab folks have denied. Um, so what you're seeing is a lot of uh, scientists and people who had initially kind of um, downplayed the idea that there could have been an accidental release wanting to take another look at it. And also in part because a year and a half later, we, they have not been able to identify an animal-to-human vector. Right. That doesn't mean they never will, but they haven't so far after in a very intensive search. I think you mentioned it, and it's the credibility issue that's a, a really a big factor here. You know, China has not been credible throughout this whole thing. Unfortunately, you know, a team of researchers from the WHO went out to research you know, all the reports that we saw was that they were very limited in the scope of what they could look into. Even some of the scientists that signed on to the letter saying this definitely came from an animal. Some of them are changing their tune. Everybody's just calling for more openness and more research into what's going on. That's right, Oscar. And, and you know, in fact, that WHO situation was pretty disheartening because you had some very reputable scientists go over there for three days and they visited the lab, but they didn't really have access to firsthand information. They weren't able to interview researchers, uh, you know, independently. And they and they emerged and said, not only did they say, we don't think, we don't believe in the lab theory, they said it doesn't merit further investigation. Well, immediately, 
the head of the WHO contradicted them because he has access, presumably, to some of the intelligence that the U.S. government has. And I'm sure phone calls were made. And the U.S. government's position was, wait a second, we can't rule this out. I mean, we're not saying we, we can prove it or, or even that it's the leading theory. It's There are two essential theories that this virus, you know, naturally occurring, transmitted from bats to an animal host to humans like other SARS viruses have done, and we, or that there was this accidental lab theory. And, and the U.S. government's position is we are examining both possibilities and both merit investigation. And now you're right. You're seeing more. Even Anthony Fauci, who initially really kind of poo-pooed the lab theory, recently has been saying, no, I'm not ruling that out at all. Now, the problem, though, my U.S. intelligence sources tell me is that at the end of the day, we may never know. If China continues to um, deny access to data and They've purged databases. They've, you know, they've they've made it really difficult to get information. Um, obviously, the U.S. intelligence community is focusing resources on trying to find out. But even if they found, let's say, the National Security Agency intercepted some what seemed like smoking gun emails, you know, proving that in fact the Chinese were talking about a lab leak, they would be concerned at this point that that's disinformation that the Chinese were trying to, you know, run an operation on them. So it's really going to be difficult to find ground truth in this now yeah. when we're having it's sort of a spy versus spy situation. Definitely. And, and now what's kind of coming into focus, they're looking at this Chinese mine where six miners, I guess, got sick. This is stemming back to April of 2012. Um, they were there. They were clearing that guanu from there. Uh, three of them died, but they all came down with this similar type of illness. Um, and they went back there. They took a bunch of samples from there. They were able to identify several new coronaviruses. And, and, you know, so this is one of those sticking points. Genetically, everything points to SARS-CoV-2, the one that causes COVID-19, coming from animals, something of a natural evolution. And these new coronaviruses are all similar percentages of uh, 60, 70 percent in some cases, similar to SARS-CoV-2, but they're not exactly the same. Uh, but but just as we've been talking, everything just kind of comes together. And now people are focused on this. There's not enough information about that incident now. And people want to know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. You know, the mine that you referred to, you know, where these miners got sick, the Wuhan Institute of Virology was called in to investigate that situation and they took samples. And so and this was, by the way, this wasn't the only these were the only they, they samples they were taking. They were they made a habit of going into caves and places where bats were to find SARS uh, SARS viruses because they were studying those and they brought them back to the lab. And and they the problem is we don't know. They have they've said we didn't have a virus that was close to um, to COVID-19. But um, we don't know that because we don't the U.S. government hasn't had access to the data. To, um, they haven't been able to interview the researchers. They haven't seen lab notes, the kind of things that a normal investigation would call for. And so um, it's really interesting that, th- that this lab was studying these viruses that are so close to COVID-19. And in fact, they were also doing what's known as gain of function experiments, which make the viruses more contagious and more able uh, to infect humans. And those are controversial. Some scientists think, you know, that those shouldn't be done because they're dangerous. They were working on it. And, and by the way, they're not doing this again. They weren't doing this uh, as for some kind of uh, bioweapon. As far as we know, they were they were doing this to try to learn about coronaviruses to, you know, to, to develop vaccines and prevent them from spreading. But if there was an accident, the, the world needs to know that because it, it has implications for how we would respond, how we understand this pandemic and, and certainly 
should be a warning to China that it needs to get its house in order in terms of its lab uh, safety and security. Yeah, it, just an interesting position. Uh, this far along, we have vaccines that are already fighting against the virus. And when it comes to the origins, we have more questions than when we started with. So still something we're going to be hearing a lot about until we hopefully get some type of answers. And as you mentioned, we may never know. So we'll keep monitoring all of that. Ken Delanian, national security correspondent at NBC News. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, Oscar. Great to be with you. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.